What's going on, everybody? My name is Isaiah Matthew. I'm a musician and artist. Uh, decided to expand my reach as much as I possibly can, so naturally, I started a podcast. So, here we are. Um, not going to stick to any like themes or anything. We're just going to talk about stuff that interests me, stuff that's going on. That's about it. So, let's get into it. So, first off, I guess... I did find this really interesting video about uh, AI-generated steps to uh, creating a revolution. So I'm gonna play that real quick. You guys are not gonna fucking believe this. <laughs> I asked this AI, uh, what is the most effective ways, or what are the most effective ways to immediately remove an authoritarian regime? You know what it fucking said? Number one, mass protest and civil disobedience. Mass protests and civil disobedience can be uh, an effective way to force an authoritarian regime to back down. Protests can draw attention to the regime's abuses and create pressure for change. Number two, international pressure. So, <clears throat> I've had this idea uh, recently since protests and stuff and government oversight is becoming more and more clearly evident. Uh, an easy way to do this if we can all just come together some way uh, we just stop what we're doing stop producing stop going to work stop paying for stuff stop all of that and I don't know how fast it would happen how quick change would be enacted but uh, it would be it would be a, a demonstration of power uh the one thing about that is you can't really just have that. It needs, like, total government reform. Uh, these politicians who are running the government, they're too rich to give a shit about anything. So my thoughts on the situation is uh, politicians, leaders, anybody working in Washington, senators, anybody working for state should not make more than working-class salary. <coughs> so that the economic growth and wealth will be directly reflected on their ability to do their job properly. So they'll make more money when uh, they do their job and serve the people better. I, I'm not sure if uh, anybody was paying attention, but during the whole pandemic, uh, I don't know the exact number, but during the pandemic when uh, senators were supposed to be voting on bills and stuff to help the American people who are the bottom line really they were going and taking two month vacations before even passing any bills or anything how crazy is that man Un unacceptable two month vacation could you imagine if if the working force was able to just do that we we would all be fucked, right? <laughs> uh, that's just outrageous to me. They bought a bunch of new furniture, too. That was in the bill. You can look that up. Pretty fucking crazy shit. It's, I, I thought growing up as a kid, uh, the overt corruption was at least hidden, but uh, it doesn't appear to be like that anymore. 
they're just right up in your face with it. Crazy shit. Well, let's continue the video. We can't. We can't do any of that. Number three, armed resistance. While this is a risky option, armed resistance has been successful in overthrowing certain authoritarian regimes in the past. Number four, strategic nonviolence, including uh, strategic nonviolence, can be effective in weakening a regime by challenging its legitimacy and weakening its support base. Number five is elections. We have to hold free and fair elections. Uh, this can be an effective way to remove an entire regime by allowing the people to choose their own leader. So number five is essentially, we literally just hold our own election, like a kind of like a petition. I wonder what the constitution has to say if the people got together, all of us, and democratically elected another, you know, a whole replacement Congress and a replacement president, like, it's a free and fair election. But the fact that an extremely powerful AI recommends, number one, civil disobedience, and then number two, international intervention, and then number three, armed resistance, and saying that number three has been successful in the past. Like, that's fucking crazy. I don't disagree. <clears throat> Something to think about. The, the thing about America, it's been like this from the beginning. Uh, I know a lot of people would like to believe that it has once in time been a great uh, altruistic country, but uh, that's just not the case. Uh, I don't have to give you any examples, but uh, first of all, just to name a couple, uh, genocide of 90% of a race that was previously here, most of it due to disease, but a lot of it not, uh, the enslavement of an entire race, and that was forced to come here, then the one small act that they tried to do right was freeing the slaves, uh, which was great, but uh, for how much longer? 50-some years? You have segregation. Uh, civil rights movement didn't happen until like the 50s. So generations of, of people oppressed in America. Uh, let's not forget the Japanese internment camps during World War II. They rounded up a bunch of Japanese people because they're afraid that they were uh, I don't know if they used terrorists back then, but spies was their concern. Um, previously, maybe a couple of years later, the U.S. government was selling weapons to the Axis and the Allies until they were forced to get involved. Um, so there's that. So uh, let's let's not be illusioned to what America is. It's it's a bloody dark place, but it has the potential to be something far better and greater for everybody living here. So uh let's let's try to 
Let's try to stick to the truth. Let's see the truth. Not not our biases, not what our parents have taught us. We need to realize our own truth and move forward. All right. So I, I was watching, uh, I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. It's running around TikTok pretty, pretty prominently. Uh, that Jaguar Wright interview. She's talking about Biggie, Tupac, uh, Puffy. Oh, man. A lot of, uh, I would say, allegations. But uh, with all that mystery that happened between uh, Death Row and, uh, what is it, Bad Boy Entertainment, uh, there's certain to be a lot of conjecture. But what she was basically saying is uh, Puffy was directly responsible for Big's death. Uh, I know recently it came out that Suge Knight was responsible, but there's a thing that happens in the music industry where you get signed to a major label. They, I, I can't say that, that they do this, I don't know for certain, but a common practice was that they would sign you for a bunch of money uh, advance you, give you a loan for a bunch of money to make a record. They would in turn turn around in that same contract. They would pull out a life insurance policy on you, worth probably more than what they had ever given you. Uh, but at that time, you've signed the contract. You probably don't own your masters anymore. Maybe a small percentage, um, depending on the records that you put out. If they're hits, then uh, a lot of times you might be worth more dead than you are alive. I think I think this is something that might have happened with Biggie, uh, possibly Tupac. Um, we all know that Tupac was going into film. Uh, he was acting quite a bit. He wanted to do more of that. He was trying to knock out a bunch of songs to fulfill his contract with Death Row. And he got shot and ended up dying. Uh, it's really just kind of a tragic tale for Tupac because he was just like this nerdy kid, right? Uh, really good at music, really good at rap, rapping, and he uh, he decided to put on that gangster persona, and uh, it got him in the end. Um, crazy shit. Biggie, on the other hand, I I know that. Uh, FBI were investigating him. It was a common thing in the 90s for all those gangster rappers. FBI was investigating him. They were following him to uh, the party that he was at where he left and then later got shot. Uh, right before he left, the FBI tail conveniently disappeared. Um, turns out that the LAPD covered up the murder. Uh, mostly because they didn't want bad press. They already knew who it was. Um, I believe that guy is dead. But it, it's just a fucking nasty world, man. You grow up uh, under the understanding that uh, the adults around you have a good grasp on reality and morality and what's right and wrong, but uh, politicians, leaders, 
of our community, cops, are all just dirty, vengeful, hateful, bloodlusting. It's fucking, it's disgusting. <laughs> but, uh, I, I have some faith that, uh, it's hopefully going to turn around. The, uh, the alternative is, doesn't matter. Eventually we'll all burn up by the sun. The sun will explode and engulf all over this galaxy and that'll be it. But let's make a good time while we're here, right? One interesting thing. I, I need to find this. So there's a bunch of con compilations, like hour-long videos of just these stories where people are talking about just weird things that happen to them, like doppelgangers. Uh, uh, what's another common one? Uh, disappearing towns is one. Um, just any anything like weird that you could be that you could consider is a glitch in the Matrix. Um, directly referring to the Matrix movies, where. Uh, any like change in the matrix is uh, causes a deja vu uh, occurrence to happen. So occurrence to happen. So yeah, that's basically what it is. It's like some kind of like weird glitch. But uh, one thing I came across while researching it, this actually has to do with uh, string theory and quantum physics. It's called quantum immortality. It relates to the many worlds interpretation because uh, the idea that every single possibility is actually happened or has happened, it's just branched off into a different timeline. So uh, I was reading or no, I was listening to one of these stories and they're talking about the Bernstein, the Mandela effect, uh, basically. My theory about that was like, maybe uh, they were different back then. Uh, Shazam, not Shazam, uh, what was the, the other genie movie that everybody swears that they saw. It's not the one with Shaq, um, but yeah. My my idea was just basically that like maybe uh, at a certain point in time we died in the original reality wherever that is, and our consciousness transferred into this one where things are just slightly different. But because we're originally from that reality, we can still uh, perceive the differences between them, although we don't really know why they seem different. Could be a multitude of things, uh, false, false memories. Uh, apparently, that's very easy to do. You can convince yourself that you remember something, even though you haven't. I've done that before. Yeah. So, uh, if you if you enjoy like creepy pastas, stuff like that, just weird stories, uh, check out Glitch in the Matrix uh, stories. That's weird to say. Uh, just look it up on YouTube. There's a ton of Reddit threads uh, talking about it. It's very fascinating because uh, I'm sure we talked about uh, just the strange things that people 
witness or interpret they weren't under this classification it wasn't until the matrix came out that, that the classification of glitch in the matrix came out for these certain stories it's <laughs> really funny now now we have like like a genre of 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 stories that directly relate to like weird things happening around us instead of just paranormal that's it's more like uh, it's more like based in reality in some ways simulation reality but yeah <clears throat> anyway um so if you made it this far hopefully you enjoyed whatever the fuck this was I still need to come up with a name so I'm gonna do that I'll probably need a logo and all that stuff that's gonna be fun yeah thanks for watching thanks for listening if you're listening and I'll see you in the next episode.